serious news, seriously entertaining. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Friday. This show's going to be a disaster. Fantastic. Oh, gosh. Listen, I just want to apologize to everybody. <laughs> I don't care if you listen to the first hour, the fourth hour, whatever. I just want to apologize. So Chad's going on vacation, and I just want to say every Friday before he takes some time off, it's a, it's an unmitigated disaster. Just put, it, put it that way. He can't concentrate. He's bouncing off the walls. Did you at least get a nap in before I did. your last I got show? a good like hour and a half to our right. nap in today, right. and it was. I'm feeling good. All right, somebody. I'm, we I'm need, feeling good. We we don't need you. Need you pumped up. We need you pumped down. Okay. Then okay. he should have told me don't 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 take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you won't be here uh, uh, some of the days next week, but. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm worried about today's show because your last shows are a mess. I'm just yeah, going to say it. Yeah. All right. Uh, before we kick it off, uh, the Dow's down 1,000 points. Worst day in two-plus months. So just to put that put that out yeah, there. Yeah, the just Fed so is, uh, is not instilling confidence in people. Well, they're going to cut rates again, right? They're going to raise rates again. Okay. So, and that makes Wall Street very nervous. Yes. And are we headed towards a recession? Are we already in a recession? I don't know, but I do see the Dow down a thousand points, so don't go and check your 401ks today. Uh, something that we discussed at the end of last uh, night's show, uh, but we've got a lot of new information. I had a fourth grader in Queen Creek bring a gun to school. Very, very scary. So if you look over the last couple of weeks here uh, in Arizona, we had the El Mirage situation yep. in an elementary school there. Uh, there was some guy who did have a gun who tried to get into the school. The school locked it down, did a great job. Kids inside the school scared, obviously, texting their parents. And several parents came to the school. Can't blame them. And some of them acted unruly, and they got tased and arrested. Yeah. Okay? So that shows you the Uvalde effect. That shows you that parents, when something like this happens, we're going to freak out. I don't blame you. I don't blame. I get it. It's it's the nature of it, all the things that took place because of Uvalde, the the lack of police going in, all of that stuff. And, right. And then the weird world of, again, that we forget that the communication now isn't controlled by the police or the government or any bureau, bureaucrat, the kids are in the inside. And yeah. so they're texting something that they may not be true, but something they heard. So so the El Mirage story tells us a lot. Yeah. How parents are scared, how parents are worried. OK, now we go to Queen Creek and what happened. All right. Fourth grader gun to school. Why? Queen Creek police say that gun was found after another student noticed something suspicious. That student went home and told their parents. Those parents then alerted staff with Legacy Traditional School. So when she read the email, she had to leave work and she ran here. Sharif Mansour says he tried to console his wife, but an email sent her rushing to check on their two kids, one of them in fourth grade. OK, so we stop it right there. Okay. So this parent, these parents have a fourth grade kid. They get an email. Obviously, they're worried. The email says, listen, there was a gun on campus. These folks don't know, is that my kid's class in yeah. fourth grade? Mm -hmm. So mom does what? Mom goes straight down. Goes there, to right? the school. Okay. 
We weren't sure if the person was in his class um, because it would have been like like more scary. But Sharif says their son was in a different class than the fourth grader who allegedly brought the gun to school. Police telling me that initial parent concern caused staff to approach the student Thursday morning. Officers say the student never pulled the gun, but it was found in their backpack. Okay, so we'll stop it there uh, from ABC 15. All right, so the gun was in the backpack. Uh, we found out, uh, listen to Griselda uh, Zatino, 9mm pistol, loaded, not chambered. Yeah. That's just frightening. Again, we asked the question, why did the child bring it to school? It's a big question. Uh, and whose gun is it? All right. We'll continue. Inside the gun, a loaded magazine. The situation put the school on lockdown. But the school handled it well. Other parents, though, left worried. But I was also concerned that Wyatt may have been afraid. I think it just kept building up. And um, and then it said that I couldn't pick him up. That was very nauseating. Amanda Clark pulled her son, a second grader, out early, despite the email saying the school was still in a soft lockdown. All right. So here's the deal. If you've got a, well, I don't know what a soft lockdown is. I was going to say soft lockdown. That's, well, I guess uh, everybody stays in the room. Nobody moves around. And your parent may be able to pick you up, but it's not, uh, it's not like where kids are out and about doing stuff. They're probably, they've locked everything down. Because if you're in a lockdown. Feels like a lockdown. Right? That kid can't leave with mom. How does, that can't happen. Unless right? it's a soft lockdown, which well, seems to be something new. All right. I just didn't know what to expect when I got there. I just knew I was taking him. After getting her son, she emailed the school superintendent wanting action. At the bottom of the email, it says the fourth grader who brought the weapon could face suspension or expulsion. All right. So you have a fourth grader brought the gun to school. Did you really need to to, to, to email the schools? I want action. Like, I think they know they've got to do something. I think parents are just trying to take some control. I don't know. And if it was I, a you know, one-off it, where it was between you and a ch- your child and yeah. somebody, okay, that that's understandable. Mm-hmm. But it's not like, yeah, the school knows. The school knows, but maybe, you know, you're a parent and you're like, I'm not getting enough information fast enough. Cuz it can't get you can't get to a parent fast enough for me. You're not going to get to a kid fast enough. Wise man Steve Zinsmeister. I looked up soft lockdown. I Googled it. Okay. And it says, during a soft lockdown, teachers lock their doors and continue teaching. This type of lockdown might occur when a student search is underway and there is no danger to students and staff. Okay, there you go. All right. Well, let, let's think about it. If if they knew... See, am I understanding this story correctly that it was a kid... Who saw the fourth grader's gun in the backpack? It was never found by school. Yeah, he school. never took it out. Didn't right. seem to be waving it. Another child saw it. So the school did not catch the child with a gun on school grounds. And did, and did it from right. Like I thought the child then reported it to mom. Mom, right? Did report it to a teacher, but he reported it to mom. And then then they called the school, and yeah. that's what happened. So the school did not. Approach, from what I understand, approach the child and, and take the gun away. Yeah. Okay. All so, right. so the kid came to school with a gun. Wise man, make sure I got this right. Kid comes to school with a gun. Somebody sees it. But that kid with the gun never took it out. He went home. That was the end of the or story. Or he texted his mother and his mom called the school. Then they did the soft lockdown to search him. That could be it, too. 
It should be a hard line in the sand. A weapon brought to school is expulsion. Amanda says she won't be sending her son back until she gets answers. The district says right now the student is not allowed on campus. Queen Creek police say the student got the gun from a family member. It's unclear whether that person is facing charges tonight. Okay, that's one of the big questions. I want to know how the kid got the gun. Whose gun is it? Is it mommy or daddy's gun? And are they leaving it out? Is it is it is it a situation where it was show and tell and he thought he was going to be cool? Is it right. a situation where he felt he needed to bring it because he's being bullied and he thinks this is the answer? Mm. Those are things I think people really want to know now. What's the deal with this? And you say family member. Is it an older brother or an uncle or somebody who's in town or somebody that, you know, did, did mom and dad not have a gun, but he got it from, a, his, you know, his cousin or some. Those are, you know, and Here, it, here's my gut. My gut says that this kid in fourth grade did not bring the gun to school to shoot somebody. No. And yeah, maybe not. Too. Maybe. And I don't I don't know if there's bullying. I'm just taking a, a guess. This is just what my gut says. He's not getting bullied. Maybe saw the gun, put it in his bag, took it to school. All right. So he's a kid. He's fourth. He's a fourth grader. Yeah. We've all done stupid things, you know, as kids. Don't you still have to kick the kid out of school? Even if he wasn't there to shoot anybody, even even if he didn't think it was wrong, don't you have to have the rule where, you know what? You bring a gun to school no matter what. Someone else puts it in your bag. I don't care. I think you get kicked out of school. Yeah. And it's tough I think because if it's, if, if, it's his, if that's in your, your, your thing, your bylaws and all that stuff, which I'm sure it is for all schools now, Probably what you have to do, uh, and the thing is, for public schools, is he done? Does he have to go to private school? Maybe. I mean, you know, uh, you know, does he have to be homeschooled now? You know, do you treat him like a pariah? I, you know, I mean, I don't I, want to. No, because I'm just guessing. He's not a troubled kid. I'm just guessing. Yeah, because it doesn't sound. Like, there hasn't been anything brought up. Well, this guy, this kid was right. abused. And he was angry. and He was fighting all the time. And no, it doesn't seem like a lot of that stuff. It looks. It sounds a lot like a kid did something stupid. Yeah. I still think you got to kick him out or suspend him yeah. for, you know, do one of those in school suspensions where he has to be in a room with a teacher or something by himself. Maybe. All right. That's the fourth grade kid. Brought a gun to school. We're still getting uh, some details. We'll update you uh, as we continue uh, along. Coming up next, post COVID, is it time to get rid of uh, QR code menus at restaurants? Chad's all up in arms about this. Yeah, I'm not a fan. No, you're not a fan. All right. We're going to talk about it next to the Gatos and Chad show. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. The Gatos and Chad Show, afternoons. Hey, uh, win some tickets, see Dave Ramsey, Richard Cruz, and more for Building Wealth live in Phoenix, September 12th and 13th. One lucky winner will win a meet and greet, right, with them. With tickets the whole nine yards, head to the contest page, KTAR.com, for complete details and your chance to win. So remember when COVID started and you would go to a restaurant or something like that and they got rid of the menus because yes. there was COVID all over the menu, right? You couldn't touch yeah. it, right? Okay. Because, you know. There's COVID. Yeah. And so they gave you this uh, QR code and, and it was all, it was strange. It's There's this QR code and it's sitting on the table and you're like, I don't know what this, I don't know what this square thing is. And uh, they were like, listen, just take your phone and put it up to it, and it'll give you the menu. And you're thinking, that's pretty cool. I don't have to touch a COVID menu, especially for me uh, in 2020. Well, yeah, that was a welcome thing. That was a huge deal yeah. for you. Okay. For the rest of us in normal world, a lot of times <laughs> it was just an annoyance. <laughs> um, we're still doing the QR codes. And uh, there's, a, there's a lot of people saying, 
I think we need to get rid of these things now. Yeah. Now, I don't know if this is a generational thing. It might be. I think if you're like a millennial, you probably like this. You're, you get the menu on your phone. Maybe if, you know. But I could do that. I could just go to your website at that point. Could. You know. I mean, it's. it's <sighs> so 88% of respondents in this poll say they prefer paper menus to digital QR codes. 66% uh, of responder, respondents agreed or strongly agreed that they didn't like QR codes because they involve pulling out your phone as soon as you sit on the t- at the table. Yeah, that doesn't really help. See, a younger generation, they probably like it. The older generation has to pay for the younger generation's food so they can shut their piles. <laughs> 60% agreed that using QR codes felt like a chore. It's not a chore. How much is a chore? It's not a chore. It's, you don't even have to push anything. You put your phone up to a code and then boom. Yeah, but you know what? Goes. For a lot of people, how many people have QR on that? Like, I'm sure young, young Chevy and, and Steve do, but you probably do now, even though you're probably not well, thrilled by it. Don't you just use your camera? You just it's your camera, and that's it. Uh, so, uh, no, you know a lot what of the times QR you code is? Y- yes, because I actually have a QR code reader. <laughs> What's that? I have QR code readers. Why do you I have, have a reader? Because a QR code reader for certain things that, that we do, that we have to have the actual reader to it. I didn't know that. Yeah, so. Wow. Yeah. What is you? What do you have a phone from two thousand eight? No, it's a little bit different. It's a scanner reader. But okay. it's something that we that we've used. But see, it's it's still an annoyance. All right. Do you hate them? I'm not a fan of them. All right. So what's like, the big I was deal? Just at main event. Isn't I like it main event. I took the kids there. We had some fun. Okay. I'm like, they're like, well, you know, we still don't have any. I'm like, well, why not? You know, why? you want an actual menu? Yeah. You know, why not? But why? Because here's the other thing. Right. I don't expect my. 12 or 13 year old to wander through and look. We got, you got, you can't, everybody should just get there right in front of them and let's just get on with it. You know, well, you know, it's, it's because of the COVID that the lady was still wearing a mask. I'm like, we're in a place where you bowl, you play video games, you do all of this stuff, and you're worried about what? Did you clean every bowling ball? See, I wonder if like people that are our age, because I'll be 49 next month. Holy crap. I know, right? Uh, like, if I'm going to look at my phone, it's a little difficult now. That's the You know, answer. it's a little difficult. But when you have a QR code, you can, you can you know, put your finger on your phone and you can make the, the print bigger. So I kind of like the QR. And the pictures don't look as good with the food, though. Yeah. Uh, wise man Steve Zinsmeister, weren't you just at, uh, what restaurant were you at that you could even order on your phone? Yeah, I've encountered two different types of QR code oh. menus. And right. one is better than the other. All right, do I've tell. determined. So I went to watch sports at Twin Peaks a couple of weeks ago. Okay. And they have the sit-down QR code and the menu pops up. All right. Then I went to Buffalo Wild Wings a couple days later also to watch sports. Wow, you eat out all the time. I watch sports a lot. That's what it is. But anyway, uh, they have the QR code on the table, but you can also order on the phone, which I think is better you because like it. well, I don't have to wait for the waiter to not be busy. Mm. I don't have to wait for them to come to the table. I can How order long are you drinks. waiting for a table for somebody to come to the table? If you're at a Buffalo Wild Wings on a Sunday, yeah, you're waiting. Plus, you got to think too with short staff, you might be waiting. Well, the problem is though, when you do that, you feel like. 
Okay, who's my person? Because if I got something wrong, who am I yelling? When am I going to run it? Hey, uh, you guys screwed up this. I'm texting back someone. <laughs> I can pay whenever I want. Right. I don't have to wait for the check to come. I yeah. can add to my order whenever I want. I Is don't have to w- track them down and bring them over to the table. They I have, like that. They have something like Chili's, right? You, you, yeah, you Chili's and Olive Garden. And you've, got, they've got that little kiosk thing yeah. that you can order. Do I, everything don't, I don't want to touch that. I, don't, I know you don't, don't want to touch But for everybody no. else who's not afraid of stuff. Yeah, no, I think people put their hands on that all the time. I think it's better to just have it on your phone than the kiosk. It's yeah. essentially the same thing. It's just it's on my phone. I trust my phone. Well, people want physical menus, and what restaurants are saying is that costs more money. It's and the much- good news is now, once it's, you've taken that picture and you've got that QR in there, they have a lot of your information as well. So that's always a bonus. They don't have any of our information from that. Oh, my God. Oh, crap. Well, that blows my whole argument. I don't know. What is Chili's going to do with my information? What are they going to do? They're going to call me on a Saturday and ask me when I'm eating and when I'm coming Here's back? Here's something I've never, I've never ever in my life, uh, I did when they, this the whole thing happened with the QR codes and we we're at Chili's and we did it because they didn't have even those little kiosks back when COVID was so just running around with the axe chopping everybody up. And so I did the, you know, the little QR thing and, and uh, man, I get at least five text messages a week from Chili's. It's an outrage. Yeah. Well, I know? just dine and dash, so it doesn't matter. Is that what you mean? See, you're not you can opt out of that. You know? Yeah, you can opt I've out. opted out of it, but still, <laughs> you go to, you know, you go to a, that, the Olive Garden, the same thing. I don't know. I like that because they might want to give me some free bread. Uh-oh. I'm not going to say no to some free bread. All right. Coming up next. Coming up. Trump screwed. Uh, new details emerge in the FBI's search of Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> we got those, what is it, redacted? We got like pieces of paper with black on it. You can't read any of it. Is there anything on that 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 says, uh-oh, the president's in big trouble? Next. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show. All right, what did Trump have at Mar-a-Lago? Highly classified material, documents including top secret classification. Uh, how damning is it? I guess today the Justice Department released a redacted version of the affidavit, and they say it justifies the unprecedented search of Trump's Merlago estate. Uh, let's uh, let's find out what 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 were in the documents. And is Trump really in any trouble here? Joining us now from ABC News, he's working this story today, Andy Field. Andy, what did they find? Give us a couple of nuggets. Well, the, we don't have a whole lot more more of the nuggets than we had before, other than confirming reports that we've had, including most of what was leaked by someone close to Donald Trump, a conservative blogger. This was a letter that the National Archives had sent to uh, the folks at Mar-a-Lago, including President Trump, saying, hey, look, we've gone through these documents. There's lots of classified information. This is the stuff they got back in last December. And there seems to be related, connected documents to these things that we don't have, and we think you still have them. Uh, now, that was back in May that that letter went out. Uh, in May, June, July, August, so three or four months, they have been trying to get the uh, former president and his team to hand over these other documents. And they kept saying, no, we don't have them. Uh, Lawyers wrote a sworn statement, we don't have them. But apparently there was evidence, including some people who are witnesses that we don't know who they are because those have been redacted, uh, that were telling the FBI and the Justice Department, no, he's got a lot more stuff there. 
including uh, in, information and evidence of obstruction of justice, although we're not sure exactly what justice he was obstructing that they think is there. And that was enough to convince the judge to go in and get all these new boxes, okay. which we now know had a lot of classified information in it. So uh, the big question is for both sides. One is, oh, when are you going to arrest him? When's the perp walk? And the other side is, was this really necessary at this point in time? Because this does feel like, you know, it was nuclear codes and he knows where everything is and he knows our movements and stuff. Uh, it, it just feels like there, a lot of things were made out of this that uh, were, you know, espionage. But it doesn't feel very espionage. It feels very much like Trump being a stubborn child. Uh, well, we don't know the answer to that question, uh, which is why there's so many lines that have been eliminated from this, because there are national security issues here. But just remember, remember the name Reality Winner? This was a, a person uh, who had gotten, I think, one or two classified documents and shared them with someone. Okay. Uh, Reality Winner went to prison for several years for those one or two documents, because they were taken from a secure area. Donald Trump has several hundred secure documents that he should not have had. Uh, forget the fact that he was president. He's no longer president. And once you're no longer president, you're no longer entitled to keep that stuff. So just think of the comparison between the two of those things. And when the questions are, is this overreaction? Would it be an overreaction if indeed some of these documents do, uh, because the classification means that uh, some of the higher classifications mean that some of these documents contain information about basically U.S. spies, people who could be killed overseas if their names, locations, and their methods were revealed. Those documents, according to the Justice Department and the FBI, uh, were likely sitting in the basement of Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago home, perhaps even in his office, because we're told that some of these documents were taken from his office. Hmm. These are not secure areas. This is a guy who loves to give tours to people. Uh, <laughs> that he does. Andy so, Field, ABC News. Appreciate it, man. Thank you for the update. Thanks. Uh, that's a good point. The storage room at Mar-a-Lago uh, was not secure, and there were a lot of stuff down there. I can't, listen, I'm not going to sit here and tell you what that's what was sitting in the box. I have no idea. But, you know, from what we really understand, that, that certainly is not a secure no, area. No, no. And it was stupid for Trump to have these classified information or, you know, national defense info or some of these documents, uh, you know, stored there. That's just not right. So, you know, I, listen, I have no idea what's going to happen to the guy. As I've always said, I don't hate him enough to root against him. No. And I don't like him enough to root for him. I just want to know what they, you know, did he have something down there and then this thing that was bad and he shouldn't have had it? And if that's the case, you got to nail the guy. And, but again, if not, and then it's going to be one of these tit for tat things like, well, hold on a second. Did he have a, uh, were they classified? Well, he could unclassify stuff. Well, did he do it the right way? With the, the, We had kind of have a chain of procedure. Is that in writing? Well, it's not in writing, but it's kind of what we've always done. Well, it's not really the same thing. Right. There's nobody's really. It's is this a lot to do about nothing? Do they overclassify stuff? At the end of the day, let them sort it out and let them fight about it, and then wake us all up and tell us what happened. I agree. Coming up next, uh, what do you do when what? a when a naked dude walks into your house? Uh, it actually happened in Mesa. What's going on in Mesa? We'll talk about it next. Arizona's news station. KTAR News, 92.3 FM. A mashup of news, information, and entertainment. You're locked in to the Gatos and Chad Show. 
All right, coming up 3 o'clock, uh, we're going to talk about the student loan forgiveness program. Does it help or hurt the economy? We'll discuss. Uh, hey, uh, Chad, you ever have a naked dude walk into your house uh, unexpected? No. No. We're, we're, we're gonna, we have, good with that? Hmm? Have you? No. Are you sure? I'm positive. Okay, I just want to make sure because you didn't... Uh... Happened in Mesa. Well, you know, that's what happens in Mesa. It's not what happens. It's not what happens all the time. One minute this woman is folding laundry. The next minute she looks up and finds a man standing fully naked in front of her inside her home. Yeah, talk about shocking. But now her boyfriend is describing the series of events that led up to his arrest. Uh, I'm just thinking, how did mm. to come in the back door at noon? Noon. It happened at noon. You got to be really drinking hard the night before to show up somewhere at noon naked. To come in the back. It's not even your house. To come in the back door at noon. Noon. Naked. Naked. Not okay, man. No. Joshua Roper was at work when his girlfriend texted she was calling 911 for a naked intruder. It's bad enough there's an intruder in your house. Like, listen, can you put some, put some clothes on? He made him, he let himself in and came in the house mm. and asked my girlfriend if this was the unit he was supposed to be at, and <laughs> she freaked out. Turns out his girlfriend's interactions with this man began about 20 minutes before that, as she was coming back from dropping her niece off at work. Now, see, this is getting scary. So this isn't just like a random guy that walked in your house naked. What what, it's, what was the so, interaction 20 minutes ago? Well, you know, you got stuff going on. You got stuff going on. And as she came through the gate, this gentleman and with a backpack and shorts and T-shirt. So he was clothed 20 so minutes ago. At some ago. point in time, he, he was clothed. Yes, yes, he was. Followed her in, basically, through the gate. Joshua says the unknown man, now identified as Nicholas Martinez. Uh, why don't we put his name out there just one more time? Because, honestly, if you're walking around naked in Mesa, you deserve to be humiliated on the radio. Now identified as Nicholas Martinez. What's that? Now identified as Nicholas Martinez. What? Now identified as Nicholas Martinez. Okay. Asked her where a certain townhome unit was, then disappeared for a while in the pool area where he broke in and did some damage. Okay. Oh wow! So not only is he a, not only is he a nudist, right? He is also a vandal. That's what it sounds like. This is evil. Uh, he tore two signs up that are in the pool. Just tore them to shreds because that's what he you smashed do. his freaking mini laptop or computer, or whatever. Now watch the watch the language. His freaking I mean, mini laptop. He smashed his freaking mini laptop. We have to play that again. Goodness gracious. He smashed his freaking mini laptop right. or computer or whatever. Then before leaving the gated pool area, he stripped down. Okay. So yeah. now well, we've... that way, now he can he can easily, you know, sleek out of there and nobody will recognize and think, oh, there's something up with that fella. I don't think he... Maybe he thinks he's invisible. I think he wanted to get arrested and he's like, listen, I'm breaking stuff and it's not working. Let's drop trout. And he took off all his clothes in there and somehow got out. And then I, why he chose our unit to come to, I have no clue. According uh, to the police paperwork, Martinez got inside through an unlocked door. What are you, three years old? Like you're, everybody's laughing. So no, no one's laughing. <laughs> Chevy Martinez, and Steve are laughing. All right. <laughs> Martinez got inside through an unlocked door and stood completely naked in front of the victim. She had 911 on the phone, speakerphone. Joshua said his girlfriend kicked the man out, but he tried to get back into their home through two different doors. By wedging a sign into them, he ripped off their patio. Eventually, police... Here's the thing, though. If you're there, how do you how do you open up a can of whoop... Uh, but we'll pass. All right. For, you know what? 
Oh my goodness! Get over it, everybody. Everybody. Uh, you know, I can't believe it said those words. Well, why do you have to? Those say? words you, are so what? upsetting there, there to us. There are other words you can We're use. We're talking about a naked there guy words wandering into somebody's are- place. And people are worried about. Can do you believe? If what he I said? say blank, don't fill in the blank. Yeah. There's a reason I no, say blank. I'm not going to let you redact. I want everybody to be. We're transparent on this show. <laughs> it's not the Trump. You redacted <laughs> that, and I wanted to get everybody out there. Police, let us know what's going on? Ugh. Police tackled Martinez to arrest him. By then, oh, that's disgusting. Uh, <laughs> don't get him, Jim. Jump on him. No, oh, no, no, not me. No. You know what, guys? This is a time when the tasers are, are, are needed. Can't do that either, man. You can't tase a naked dude. You could totally tase. You'll a naked never guy. unsee that. Yeah, you, you don't can, know what's going to be flailing around. You could taste a naked guy. Oh, oh! Police tackled Martinez to arrest him. By then, he had put his underwear back on. Uh, <laughs> hold on, before we wrestle, let me get greased up, but I want to put my underwear back on. Police tackled Martinez to arrest him. By then, he had put his underwear back on. Wait, so okay, so he had, did they tackle him while he had his underpants back on? Because that's much better. Yeah. If I'm a cop, I'm like, all right, he's got some drawers on. He's I'm like, gonna... at least give him a chance. Okay. You want to get dressed before we beat you up? Yeah. The rest of his clothes <laughs> found hanging on their fence. Certainly, Joshua and his girlfriend mm. didn't expect a random naked intruder to visit her at lunchtime. Yeah. Hey, uh, Jeff Munn is uh, filling in for Becky Lynn. You ever have a naked dude walk through your house unexpected? Yeah. Unexpected. Yeah, never. Well... <laughs> <laughs> Were you expecting a naked person to come in? Well, no, I want to clarify this so that uh, in case the lawyers call. <laughs> I'm going to say I no. think I just made my contribution for the show. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be signing autographs as Jeff you leave. Won, everybody. Wow. I couldn't have asked for a better uh, answer. The answer to your question, by the way, is no. Okay. Okay. Says Jeff. All right. Expected? <laughs> That's the other. <laughs> All right. Ah, screw it. Good. Oh, there's the music. We get the hell out of here. (laughs) (laughs) All right, lock your doors if you're in Mesa. A lot of naked dudes walking around out there. I don't know why. That's sick. That's just sick. By the way, I love Jeff Munn. Yeah, well, he's got you know. So he's got a good one-liner. So, guys, if you're if you're going to be naked, and let Jeff know <laughs> to expect you. All right, coming up next with the student loan forgiveness program, help or hurt the economy next.